everyone. This is Jody Vesley here again with the Heartway Pastor and Missionary Caregiver Podcast. I hope you've been enjoying this uh, busy, busy Christmas season and uh, just getting some chances to to spend with your your family and and enjoy some of the sights of the season and and some of the experiences with friends and family and you haven't let the busyness completely overwhelm you, but you're still finding uh, the joy of Christ through the busy season that Christmas brings. Well, this is the last episode of this season, and uh, we've been talking about the need for care, and that's been portrayed differently in in these different episodes, and today we're going to discuss uh, when things aren't going how you planned on the field, where you're at. And this is primarily going to apply to missionaries, foreign missionaries, in in our examples, but others listening, whether you're in ministry or whether you work in a a secular company, um, you can still use some of these... um, so you can still use this podcast. You can you can apply it to our, to your own situation. It's just I'm not going to focus so much on that realm of it, but I want you to be thinking of it in that way so that you too can find value in this, even though the the primary examples will be for foreign missionaries. Um, I'm going to first start this off with some things that could very possibly happen while on the mission field. And you you prep from some of these for some of these things you hear about some of these things, but we don't necessarily do a great job prepping and and really knowing uh, and being prepared for what to do when these situations do arise on the field. The first one is a crisis in the country you're serving in. Uh, think about COVID that affected every country. Think about the war now with Russia and Ukraine. Think about all of the different countries that have had some sort of natural disaster in it or, or some type of major political turmoil. Uh, there's there's <clears throat> crises, crises happening all the time. And uh, so you need to be, be prepared for a crisis uh, in the country you're serving in. And if you're not prepared for that, uh, you need to know how to address going forward. What do you do? And a lot of times we're reactive in those situations, but we can be more proactive. And and just listening to this podcast and, and considering now, that's being more proactive. Uh, another thing that could very possibly happen while on the mission field is that your funds start dwindling or substantially dwindling. Maybe you're you're running out very quickly. Maybe you've lost a couple of big supporters or partners and your funds are just going quickly, quickly, quickly down. And maybe you don't even have funds to get back to the States and you don't know what to do. That that can ha- that your funds may very well dwindle on the field. That's that's a reasonable expectation to have. It's also a reasonable expectation to have some sort of crisis will happen, whether in your country or the country you're from uh, while you're on the field, if you're going to be on the field for any significant length of time. 
Uh, a third thing that could very possibly happen while in the mission field, a personal or, or family medical emergency comes up. Uh, and you're on the field, maybe you have a, a, a kid, and, and maybe the kid has the medical emergency, maybe you do and you don't know what to do with your kids. This this could very well happen. Uh, I mean, it's 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 not that far-fetched. A fourth thing, a family member stateside could have ongoing medical issues. Maybe um, parents who, uh, who, are, who are getting older and, and there's our, our grandparents or, or maybe siblings or maybe really good friends uh, and you're not sure what to do in this situation. Another thing that could very possibly happen while in the mission field, your ministry isn't going as quick as you would like for it to, or as well as you would like for it to. Um, that that could very realistically happen. A lot of times it doesn't go uh, exactly how you would think it would go. Another thing that could very possibly happen while in the mission field, you feel overspent with ministry, family, mission life. You just... Are, are constantly feeling overwhelmed, like you can't do it all. And, and you don't know where to turn, and your family is suffering, you're suffering, your ministry is suffering. Everything is, is suffering because you're overspent, and there you feel overspent. Another thing that could very possibly happen while on the mission field, problems with documents. That is a big one. Visas, birth certificates, translated, right? Driver's licenses, right? Passports, visas, every everything. Uh, there's there, marriage documents. There's so many documents. Uh, registration, uh, residency. Um, uh, there's just uh, there's so much there. And, and there can be problems with those documents, medical documents, documents for your kids, for them to go to school. And these, these problems with documents, they can be things that keep missionaries off the field. Uh, they can take them off the field early. They can, um, they can cause them to be away uh, from the field for, for, a, for a long time while they get these documents sorted out. Uh, they they definitely distract from the ministry and from family. It's just something that takes so much, yet it's so critical and so necessary. Uh, and there will be probably problems with documents at some point. Now, to what degree? I, I can't tell you, but it's something to be aware of. Uh, things that could very possibly happen on the mission field. Another one, your kids grow up and leave. If you're there a significant amount of time or you go there with kids who are already older, um, chances are there's a, they're, they're going to leave when they become an adult or at least consider that. Maybe, maybe you want that. Maybe that's, that's what they need to do in their next process. That's something you guys have to decide. But that, that, is, that is a realistic thing that can happen. And, and that can cause issues um, with maybe your kids don't handle that well when they are away in a whole different country than you. Maybe you don't handle that well with them not in your house anymore and them also not in your country anymore and very far away. 
Another thing that could very possibly happen while in the mission field, sending church issues. Uh, maybe there's issues within your sending church that, that's causing problems to you indirectly. Maybe you're having problems with your sending church, or your sending church is having problems with you. Maybe their expectations aren't being met how, how they would like, or maybe uh, you're, you're needing something more from them that they're not providing. Um, this, is, this is something that could happen while in the mission field. And the last thing that I want to mention today, there's more, but the last thing I want to mention today that could very possibly happen while in the mission field is team conflict. Um, so if you're working with other missionaries, uh, there could be conflict. And, and conflict is something that is very common, but how do we deal with the conflict um, is, is, is something that sometimes we don't know exactly how to go about because uh, things are... Are challenging things are difficult and in the context of the american baptist association uh, it's a very small organization in comparison to other missions and church organizations uh, it's almost like a small town so there's likelihood if you have a conflict with someone that person has close connections with other people and that it can get messy it can get messy um, and that's unfortunate, but that's the reality. And so a lot of times people don't handle conflict well uh, in the ABA, uh, just gets swept under the rug or uh, ignored or something like this. And it's a lingering thing that happens quite often. Um, so now that I mentioned these different things that could very possibly happen while on the mission field, so what do you do? Now what? These, these things could happen, very well could happen. They're not that far-fetched at all. Um, what I want to do is walk with you through the stresses Paul faced in his missionary journeys and what he and others did for him in terms of care. Um, I'm not going to go specifically into all the care that they provided uh, these these other missionaries who came alongside Paul and, and helped him in different ways. Uh, but just be aware that he got encouragement. Uh, his, his spirit was refreshed. Uh, they brought him things that he needed. Um, they, they helped him sometimes in ministry. So there was a lot of forms of care um, that uh, other missionaries provided for him in his sort of missionary team. So in the New Testament, Paul, uh, we, we, we see that he worked hard, he labored, uh, he was imprisoned repeatedly, he was beaten, he was lashed, he was stoned, he was constantly going from one place to another, constantly in transition, right? He was shipwrecked at one point, um, and, and, and other times he was in danger from his own countrymen. Uh, at another time he was in danger in the city, uh, in danger in the country, uh, in danger from false brothers. Uh, there were times he, he, he went on and on and on without adequate sleep. Uh, he was hungry. He was thirsty. He was cold and lacked proper clothing in that in that weather in those conditions 
and he had the the pressure of concern for for churches uh, around him that that he had been involved with and was connected with. Uh, and Paul also faced conflict within his own missionary team. So Paul, obviously going through all of this, Paul obviously needed some care. Uh, and we talked about member care before and what that means. And he actually did get care. Uh, he specifically mentions five people who were member care providers for him. These were Stephanus, uh, Titus, Epaphroditus, Mark, and Timothy. And so uh, they, these, these five people were specifically who who Paul pointed out as, as providing specific care for him and were specifically useful to him on the mission field. Um, and so the, the main thing here is like there's not just going to be some specific thing, some magical thing I can tell you what to do in every case because every case is different and every person and every field is different. And so uh, I can't just tell you, you know, what do you do exactly step by step in each of these situations during this podcast? I could definitely dive more into each of these things and, and flesh each of those things out and, and some possibilities in that. Um, but what I want to do is uh, make you aware of some things you could consider when these uh, these things could arise, these these hurdles, these difficulties uh, could arise uh, while you're on the mission field. And it's one thing you need to be aware of is you have your sending church. As a missionary, you are sent, and you have a sending church. And they're someone that you can go to uh, or should be able to go to when you need care. Um one of the difficulties, though, is that sometimes the care you need, your sending church can't really help you with or isn't really qualified or prepared to help you with. Um, and they don't have people maybe in their church that are able to help you. Um, maybe they can they can provide money or, or something or, or resources to, to get you the care and help you need. Maybe they can't. Uh, but it's someone to keep in mind as a missionary. When these when these difficulties come up on the on the mission field, remember you're not alone, right? You have you have your sending church and you have partnering churches. Uh, there's a lot of churches that are willing to help missionaries in the ways they can. Um, again, this is limited uh, because not every partnering church has the ability, the qualifications, the experience level, the time. Uh, the specializations to help you in certain areas of care, but they can provide care. And we're talking about, you know, finances was one of the things that, that we brought out. We have your sending church, you have your partnering church. That's a, that's a go-to in, in situations like that, um, that I would recommend. Uh, and then you have also apart from your sending church and partnering churches, you have those called and sent like uh, like in the biblical time, Stephanus, the Titus, the Epaphroditus, the Mark, the Timothy, and others. You have me and my wife, uh, Gabby, and myself uh, with Hartway 
and, and what we do, and I'll go through those again. Uh, you have Russell Knight and Belinda Knight and what they do in their coaching uh, church planner stateside. You have uh, Chase Reynolds and Kelly Reynolds and what they do and what they provide in terms of training and, and help for sending churches and missionary, foreign missionaries. And, and then you have us. Like, again, we, we, we're, we're, our scope is all people in, in ministry um, who serve in the ministry capacity and their families and whether that's foreign or stateside. And so my wife and I, we provide uh, biblical counseling. Uh, we provide coaching, uh, whether that's leadership coaching, parent coaching, financial coaching. Uh, we provide mediation. Um, and and let, me, let me go through a little bit, like, in what areas you might benefit uh, from these. Or, like, what is the difference? So... In counseling, we're really digging uh, on a personal basis uh, to get to the heart of some issue. You've come to us with some problem that you're seeking counsel on. We're asking questions and looking at Scripture to see how to get to the root cause of that problem, what it is, and what Scripture has to say about it and how we can um, equip you to um, know how to move forward and be able to then take that and, and, and minister to others through through what God allowed you to go through. You know, that's the counseling process. It's not a indefinite process. Usually it's only uh, about 10 sessions or so, depending on how deep uh, and, and how many things we're dealing with. And there's been some that are that have been less than 10. There's some that have been, that are still going on that have been more than 10. But uh, typically around 10 sessions is, is, is about the norm for counseling. So it's not something you sign up for uh, forever. And it's um, confidential. Everything is confidential. We have confidentiality forms and we... Um, we take extra care to make sure that uh, the files are kept secure and, and our notes are kept secure so that we don't uh, unintentionally share or intentionally share, of course, uh, any information that that is confidential, which is anything that you're sharing with us in, in a counseling session. Uh, and sometimes my wife counsels, uh, sometimes I counsel, and sometimes my wife and I counsel together. And actually, those I, I feel those are the best, <laughs> especially if we're dealing with a couple. Um, the my wife and I try to um, work together uh, to counsel a couple. Um, which if your couple was willing to go to counseling with you, especially if it's something on the field y'all are dealing with as a couple. That that's super helpful, and then coaching is really like not any specific maybe problem that you're trying to figure out what to do about. Maybe the problem's already identified, and you're just stuck and don't know like what to do. You know what the problem is. You just are, are trying to think through the best way to handle it, and that's where coaching can come into handy with with us asking you strategic questions and keeping you accountable to whatever you decide would be the best way to handle such things personally, whether that be financial concerns, leadership concerns, or parenting concerns. Um, and we do, we do a lot of that, um, a lot of coaching. Sometimes we coach when we counsel, uh, but we don't usually counsel when we coach. 
Uh, we try to keep them separate, but we, we tend to take a more coaching approach to our counsel. So, uh, in asking lots of questions and helping the counsel lead to come to conclusions themselves. Um, we don't we don't really like telling people what to do. In fact, we usually, even in counseling, we'll just let them come up with what they think they should do and just hold them accountable for it. Uh, it's just more strategically focused on uh, getting to the source, trying to dissect that using wisdom and, and guidance and an outside perspective and, and help for you to do that. Um, and then mediation, how is that different? Um, mediation is really... Uh, in our context, I think geared for church staff and missionary teams a lot. I, I think that's one area that we can uh, be of use. Uh, and there are outside groups. That's another thing that I need to mention. There are outside groups outside of the ABA, outside of our partnering churches, outside of uh, outside organizations that some of them are decently large. You're going to have to pay a ton of money. I mean, a, a ton of money, and and you don't know them. Uh, you have the potential to know us a little bit, um, but you don't you know you don't know what they're going to bring to the table. Uh, at least with with us, we um, have similar uh, beliefs, and and you can trust in that and know in that. Uh, we also want the best. Uh, for for your church and for each of the people involved in the mediation, and so we want God's will to be done, and so um, we can we 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 come in the mediation with an unbiased third party perspective. My wife Gabby is trained and qualified mediator in the state of Texas, and uh, and and I really think this could be a great tool for more church staff and missionary teams to deal with because so many of those have not ended well and we need to change that trend around um and then we have the tck transition seminar the third culture kid transition seminar which we're going to start annually starting this summer Uh, in fact sign up if you haven't done that it's going to be in in june during the ABA National Meeting there in Spokane, Washington. It's also going to be in Spokane. Just uh, we're going to primarily meet in a coffee shop meeting space uh, right right close by, uh, about a five minute walk from the main meeting area of the ABA National Meeting. And uh, we're going to try to to not meet at critical times during the meeting, uh, but in those other points of the meeting where there's not a whole lot. Uh, going on for missionary kids that they would need to be a part of or for missionaries. And so um, instead of that just being empty time, uh, we try to make that more productive uh, for them. And so that's that's something on our heart. And so please take advantage of that. That's for um, any church planner or missionary kids that are juniors in high school, seniors in high school, or in college. So any of those can participate, and I would encourage you to sign up for that or contact me with more questions about that. Uh, We would love to have more sign up for that. 
and they would give them an opportunity to network and meet with other missionary kids and church planner kids that are in similar situations as they are and build those hope maybe ongoing relationships uh, to that would be good friendships for them to have through the transition that they're on or about to be on. Um, also, we offer income tax advice and help. I know that the clergy tax situation is really challenging for pastors and for missionaries. Um, I can I can prepare your taxes, but. I would prefer just to walk you through preparing your own taxes, answering some questions for you. Do for you, I do that quite a bit, and I can provide you, um, you know, any kind of documentation you need. Uh, and that, and the and the hope is that maybe you, know, you can just be confident about doing your taxes, and you don't have to spend as much time and have as much concern about going through that process if you need someone to help you. And again, all these things are are free. Uh, As a part of our ministry, we're sent out and supported by churches. And uh, and so thanks to them and and God calling us, uh, this is available to you guys without spending thousands of dollars on these things, uh, like mediation. Uh, and then the, the last thing that I want to mention that we're doing right now is crisis management planning. And that's something that's one of my wife's specialties. Uh, her degrees are kind of focused around that. And there's so much benefit to it. Um, scripture tells us to be to plan. Uh, and it's wise to plan because then we can minister to others. And we've gone through that in previous podcasts. Um, but... Um, we can we can help you to formulate a crisis management plan whether you're a missionary going on the field or already on the field um, or if you're a pastor for your church or you're you're a, le- a leader in a church or ministry we can help you in your crisis management planning to think through uh, what goes into a plan and 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 how to develop a good plan uh, for crises all right, so um, let's go back. Let's finish this podcast with the same list we started with, uh, which is things that could possibly, that could very possibly happen while in the mission field. Some difficulties. Um, one is a crisis in the country you're serving in. So if you had a crisis management plan, that would be useful, right? Um, and it, like, let's just take it back to COVID. I think we've gone through this before, so I'm not going to overly elaborate on it. But, um, you know, you may not have had the specific idea of a pandemic uh, and that, that that resulted in what happened, happened in your crisis management plan. But there's other crises that the plan, you could still use some of that in uh, as a help to, to know how to handle a crisis. Like when when to leave the country or if to leave the country, um, how to go about that, what to do with your home in that situation, what to do with your pets, um, you know, and, and, and these kind of things. Uh, so there, there is benefit to doing it even if the crisis is different than the crisis you planned for. Um, also, uh, coaching and counseling could be useful, especially counseling um, after the crisis um there might be some trauma that 
you could benefit from counseling on. You maybe you just need to share your story and process through it, process through it with somebody who's not going to judge you for your experience and your interpretation of that experience. Um, and then coaching. Sometimes just someone asking you questions to get your brain going because it's hard to think clearly in the middle of a crisis. But someone asking questions can help you uh, to 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 come up with a wise way biblically to move forward in the middle of a crisis to to think about how to go through it. Uh, the second one difficulty that we mentioned that could happen: your funds start dwindling. Or substantially dwindle. Again, a crisis management plan could could have something in the effect of when my financial uh, or when my bank account reaches this amount, um, it, it declines to below this level. That means that I uh, need to come off the field with my family and do deputation for this amount of time or until the support is this at this point. And then that way you're not having to <laughs> do that 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 work in the middle of it. Uh, also, maybe if that's not the case for you, maybe uh, coaching and counseling could be beneficial in this situation um, because maybe you you just need some financial coaching to know how to better handle the funds you have um, to think through different ways to do that. Um, maybe you maybe you feel like offended by the substantial drop of financial support and you need some counseling maybe you're depressed because of that Um, another difficulty that could happen we mentioned a personal or family medical emergency coming up Uh, again crisis management plan right emergency crisis Um, so you know what steps to take and it's laid out without in the moment of crisis trying to figure it out um it takes the emotion out of it and makes it more of a prayerful thought through logical decision that you're not capable of doing as well in the moment uh also coaching um could be beneficial if you're stuck and you need some help thinking through things someone asking you questions could help you to move forward um Another difficulty, a family member stateside has ongoing medical issues. Again, coaching, counseling for obvious issues. And then other help from other churches too, right? And and other doctors. There's some doctors that, that help missionaries and, and ministers. And so um, it's good to have those networks. If you need help finding those networks, um, something I can try to help point you towards some people that that might be willing to help or or can point me to others who might be willing to help. So uh, I'm a go-to for that kind of stuff, but there's other people you may know of that you can go to also. Another difficulty, your ministry isn't growing as quick as you would like. Uh, and this may be some coaching, counseling, or other help uh, from from training through seminaries or, or or things like this missionary training that you could go through. Um, you know, maybe maybe the the counsel you need can help you to see, like maybe your expectations are not necessarily biblical and realistic for your cultural situation. 
Um, maybe the coaching can help you think through some things um, that could help your ministry to, to grow. Um, another difficulty, you feel overspent with ministry, family, mission life, again, coaching to help you think through some boundaries, counseling um, could be necessary if if your difficulties with setting boundaries and, and scheduling are, are due to other issues, maybe ADHD, maybe um, maybe some other sin or effective sin in your life, um, maybe you have poor time management skills and counseling could be of, of benefit to you. Um, maybe it's related to depression, something like this. Uh, counseling can help uh, get to the root. Um, problems with documents is another difficulty we mentioned. Again, coaching, counseling through those times, uh, and also other help from other churches. Maybe someone at a church in the States can help get you what you need to get, and you don't have to leave. Or maybe uh, others in your in your country that uh, work with uh, Christians, maybe they're Christian and they have these connections to to deal with documents and things like this. Other experts in this area can help. Um, you know, make those connections on the field. Find those people before you have these problems. Find those people during your survey trip. Uh, other another difficulty: your kids grow up and leave. I mentioned the TCK Transition Seminary. Not only is that beneficial to the kids, but it's beneficial to you um, because uh, we also work with you uh, from that time of the seminary and ongoing uh, as a part of the Transition Seminar to help you with your kid and that transition period for both you and your kid. And so there can be coaching and counseling additionally. Also, um, help other help from other churches uh, that can help your kids to get plugged into their church or get them something if they need something, if there's some problem that comes up where you don't have to leave the field, maybe a church can handle that situation. Maybe it's not necessary for you to leave the field. Also, another difficulty, sending church issues. Again, coaching uh, could be helpful. Mediation. Um, between you and your sending church or between ascending church staff. Um, all that could be useful. Uh, crisis management plan in case your sending church disbands uh, or, or some major issue happens in your sending church. A plan in place for how to handle that. Like, how are you going to manage your finances during that time? Is there a way you have to get finances? What's your plan? Uh, think through and pray through that beforehand. We can help you do that. Uh, team conflict. Uh, as the last difficulty we mentioned, again, mediation, coaching, counseling, all that or uh, any of that or a combination of that can be very beneficial. And so we're a resource. <laughs> Please come to us if you, if you feel like you're going through one of these difficulties or you would like to prepare for a crisis or... Um, or when that stuff does happen, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. This is what we do. Uh, we we fill up our time with what we have, uh, but we want to fill up our time with people who have needs, people in ministry who have needs reaching out to us to help keep them doing well and keep them where they're at, serving God and His 
according to his will and his calling in their lives and to do it well. And so we feel like God's led us and called us into Hartway to take a part in this and to be there for you guys. And we're, there's no judgment uh, from us to you. Um, we understand things are hard. We understand things are difficult. We understand we all struggle with sins. And so we are here for you here at Hartway. And I look forward to next year launching our new season of the Hartway Pastor and Missionary Caregiver Podcast. I'm going to, I think I'm going to start that season or maybe even elaborate more on that season of making decisions, uh, the, the biblical way to make decisions or um, how to make decisions in, in certain circumstances. And um, I think whether that be something that we're dealing with in ministry or with our family, uh, these life decisions, um, some biblical guidance, some things to think through, reflect on, uh, starting in the new year with our with our new um, season of podcast. Also, we're going to go to an every other week format. Uh, I've been doing every week, but recently I started a, an additional position and in, in additional to Heartway and to Russian Ministries Online, where I'm working as care pastor here at Horizon Baptist Church in Missouri City, Texas, with uh, senior pastor John Strader and serving in areas of, of, of care and counseling and finance and missions here at the church to try to help the church uh, that's close to us and a partner of ours and now our, our sending church and um, felt like God God wanted us to do that additionally and the church ad- likes that we're doing what we're doing and wants us to keep doing it and so uh, with Heartway and with Russian Ministries Online. So we're super excited about what's happening, but one of the boundaries we're having to set is maybe going to an every other week with a podcast. We do, we do want good quality out there for all of you listeners. Uh, how can you support us? Well, other than donating to our ministry, uh, a great way you can support us is by telling others about our podcast. Share our podcast. Uh, we're on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, and you can find us, Heartway Care uh, is, our, is our handle. So uh, find us on those. Um, rate us on the podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you're listening on. Rate us. Uh, review us. Um, that can be beneficial. Talk about our podcast with others. Recommend it to others. Um, I hope that it's beneficial to you. I've had a lot of people say a lot of positive stuff to me about it, and that's encouraging me to keep on keeping on with this podcast. I mean, I get benefit out of making it for you guys because it helps me to think through things too. And because uh, I'm, I'm going through some similar things you guys are going through, <laughs> we're all in this together. And so uh, I hope this has been beneficial to you today. I hope you can reflect some on difficulties and not hesitate to make the proper steps forward uh, as, as you face this difficulty and not get discouraged and, and leave the ministry and give up, but to keep on keeping on and reach out to those around you who are here for you. God has literally called us here for you. Until next time, this is the Heartway Podcast, where we seek to help with issues at the source.